We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Oh, I should tell you guys, this is the Thursday episode mm. of, uh, of the Bart Winkler show. The Thanks. Wednesday episode, of course, you guys have all heard it by now. Me and Chuck Freeman. Really? Did you miss everything that happened on Monday night, Paul? I went on his show. I'm behind. Very oh, yeah. much behind. I did a lockdown Brewers, and he posted it. And then uh, we taped my show, and that came out Wednesday. Very cool. I feel like Very I should. Cool. We should have talked off the air before I sprung that on you. Because <laughs> now I'm like, now I'm like, now I'm like fitting with time. Like, yeah. so we're recording on Tuesday morning. And to add an, a wrinkle to that, the electrician's coming. So that either, either mm-hmm. there may be no mention of that the rest of the time, or it may be a huge like clusterfuck a recurring theme that's fun i like when shows have a recurring theme yeah so if you've already really. addre- if you've already addressed this i will listen to the answer elsewhere mm-hmm. but what got it over the finish line with you and the chuckster uh they no longer use him at 97.3 the game that was the really yeah so they kind of told him like hey don't don't do anything with bart no, he just didn't want to. He he didn't want to because he's like, I don't want to come on your show and have you like trash these guys. And just the fact that you do trash them. <laughs> I said, I don't I don't I don't do that as much. Yeah. The match Nightman show started last night. Did anyone listen? Feet feet Doug Russell, by the way. It's featured Doug oh. Russell. So it's not just match Nightman. It was okay. I listened. I'm okay. obviously way behind on my my view yeah. is Bart and Chuck are back together. Matt Schneidman's getting radio shows. I saw he was on um, your boy McAfee. Schneidman was. Yep. Oh God, I'm blocked. I wouldn't have seen it. What'd you do to deserve that? Earn that? Let's let's talk about Matt Schneidman. <laughs> I'm not blocked by Schneidman. I'm blocked by McAfee. That's oh, 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 oh yeah, you're doing those memes. Oh, that's right. Okay, now I remember. Things. I thought you meant it was the other way, but yeah, good clarification. I don't know. I I don't I don't know what I I don't know that I would do anything different. I don't know what I want in my beat writers. I just think since day one, he's been angling for the Matt Schneidman show. And I don't know. You have you have all these beat guys that are like, 
they do the TV stuff and they do the radio stuff and you know they they enjoy to do it and they're good at it. But they cover the Packers first. I don't get that vibe from Matt, and I don't know. I've never met him, so I haven't either. And I I I think he's like Rick Riley light. Where I mean, any any, I've never read a Matt Schneiman piece and been like, wow, what a good writer. Again, all my words. All this is just me talking. I don't want to ruin any mad appearances on the Thrill Michael show or I've never the Wisco him. Sports Show. Paul, I don't know what circles you Paul's run. Paul's trying to befriend him. Don't know him. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to Syracuse, so I'm not in that network. I don't know. You- like if you're like if you program a radio station and you're trying to get like big bucks in Milwaukee, are you gonna you gonna call Chuck and Winkler and, and get the reunion on air? Are you gonna or are you gonna go have a, hire the beat writer from the Athletic? You tell me. I don't know. What's smarter? I don't know. Whoever I can pay less. Oh, probably. <laughs> Is Matt Schneidman bringing dollars in, though? I don't know. I just uh, all I said is, hey, speaking of the game, they have new programming, which I kind of like because I get done with work at six and I'm finally ready to relax for the day. And all of my live and local sports radio is done until the next day. So I like I enjoy listening to sports radio after I'm off the clock. And now I have the opportunity to do so with the Matt Schneidman show featuring Doug Russell. I will tell you this, that if oh, I, I hate you. Nothing against who is, but if, if I had to program an hour of heavy, heavy, heavy Packers-centric radio content, I'd hire Andy Herman. That's a good take. Yeah. That's what I would do. Where's the Andy Herman show? I mean, it's on the Blue Wire Network, which is a great place to be, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would try to, I'd try to steal them. Well, Grant, if you want live and local coverage... You at least can have a familiar voice on Thursday and Friday on the Zach Gelb show. Are you filling in for Zach Gelb as well? Listen to this marathon. I got like a real week. Thursday night, Zach Gelb. Friday night, Zach Gelb. Saturday, 4 to 9 p.m. Yeah. A five-hour show. What? Like, what's the show? Bart on the weekend. Bart on the weekend. All right. Bart on the weekend. Let me let me tell people like a four hour show. A four hour show on radio is like a ten hour workday. A three hour show would be like, or is a four hour like an eight hour? I'd say an eight hour. Okay, but then you tack on an extra hour and you're working a double. I would say there's a few. T- I don't have nearly, 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 nearly the experience that you guys do in that world. But the few times that I hosted Bill Michaels' show back in the day, you hosted, hosted. Yep, a couple times with a couple times with Kevin Holden, and then um, but it went very fast. So I kind of had like, I mean, again, this is like you've done a th- more than a thousand of these. Well, I've, it's I've done four of them. for all you newbies. Yeah. So it, I mean, it flew by. It was my experience. The last four-hour show I did on CBS took forever. I've never done five. Five. Horvath used to do five every morning, not <laughs> as the host, which makes it it's a it's a difference if you're not. So, Grant, uh, I have to ask you this because I think this is what Ryan used to do in the uh, Bart Winkler Morning Show, as it was called 
Oh, and he loved that it was called that. And Bart, mm-hmm. to your credit, obviously you didn't want it to be called that. You, on your show, the Wisco Sports Show, you just put people on the air. Hi, who is this? So you have no producer? You have no help just like Ryan Horvat? No, not? I have no producer. I used to be able to screen calls because I, in my old studio, I had a digital phone and it would, the number, the name would oh. pop up. Um, but now it's just blind. I just raw dog it. Yeah. You know. So no, I don't have a Sometimes producer. do you get like I would do that, but then there'd be like, Hello, this is ATNT. Yeah. Have you ever got have you ever had that? Yep. Really? Yep. I swear on Bill's show filling in last week. I was getting pissy because a lot of people were calling and then hanging up, calling, and then they'd set the phone down and I'd hear I'd hear it, but they had walked away from the phone. And like two hours into the show, I just I just had so many of these calls. I'm like, can we up our game, please? Like this is the this is the statewide Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network that we're on. Can we let's be better? Call. I had to put Bill's callers on blast. It's just there's a level of professionalism we need. If every caller was like Cohen, then Sports Talk Radio would be it would be perfect. I mean, he just handles his business like no other caller. And Bart, you know this. Oh yeah, he should. Grant, you're building. I don't know if you're doing this because of you heard the way Bart does it, or if you're just, the two of you are just built similarly, which wouldn't surprise me at all, but you're, you have, you're developing your own little like whack pack like Bart. Um, oh yeah. Well, I, I, I poached some of his whack pack when they needed a radio show to call every day. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Tony, Tony, like, yes. you, like you, you keep them on like, like Bart used to do this. And I used to think that it was a bad idea. And then I was horrifically wrong. I would text Barb like, dude, you're keeping these callers on way too long. What? And then I was really wrong. And you do the same thing. It was like four minutes with some guy who could have probably wrapped it up in 15 seconds. And um, but you're you're yeah, cultivating yeah. you're cultivating a universe. But if I they, respect it. exactly if those those callers need to think, if I call in today, we're gonna get somewhere. We're gonna we're gonna do something. It's not gonna yeah. be 15. Otherwise, they don't call. You stop calling when you get. Uh, hey guys, I think the Packers should trade for. Uh, uh, the Randy Moss. Oh yeah, thanks. Thanks for the call. Yeah. No. Why? 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 Why why'd you? Why'd you sit there and? Why'd you sit on hold and? Why did we go thing? through the charade if that's all it's going to be? I just won't take calls if that's the way that it's going to be. Well, but you guys, I mean, you know better than I do. What you do is very different. So, was there anybody in Wisconsin, or like outside of like a Howard Stern situation? Like what? You you had to know you Bart when you were doing this a few years ago. You had to know you were an outlier, built different. Like what was what was the inspiration? Just Stern. Yeah, the Stern. Did you ever hear it done in sports radio? I don't listen to sports radio. I guess that's a good thing. Like it's better to not take your influences too directly. Not I mean, I listen. I've I've heard it enough. I know enough. It's not. It's not like it's not like I don't know what sports radio is, but I don't, I don't, I don't take my influences from, I take my influences more from like Howard Stern and anything non-sports than I do like Jim Rome or Dan Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good because I think like if you're in a, a pop punk band, let's just randomly say you have to be careful not to listen to too much music from that genre or it'll just be like, Oops, it just happens to sound the exact same. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point, Paul. Speaking of great deals, uh, happyplacehemp.com, promo code BART, 25% off. 
Speaking of uh, THC, um, <laughs> promo code BART, 25% off. Look, happyplacehemp.com. Uh, it's a website, and on the website, you can buy gummies that have uh, THC in them and also CBD and CBN. Uh, those are the night ones or THC free ones. You can buy gummies that then allow you to relax at night, let's say, uh, if you're stressed out, if you just want to, you know, relax and watch some Big Brother and catch up on that, maybe as the wife and I do. Um, maybe you want to take a gummy to help you fall asleep. Maybe you want to take one to focus up, as I say. There's a lot of different gummies to do a lot of different things, and you can find this all at happyplacehemp.com. Promo code BAR, 25% off. Or I should do what Chuck did. Chuck Chuck goes, I'm on Lockdown Brewers with Chuck, and we're talking. He goes, all right, uh, I got to do a read. <laughs> and then he... He, he took my video away, so I'm like, oh, I'm off the air. And when I first got on Chuck's Lockdown Brewers, I was we, we were recording. There was no, like, like I was, he was three minutes into his show. I'm like, well, good no thing I got on. He's like, oh, come on whenever. And I was like, good thing I got on. And then he took me off, so I thought I could move. And then I got where I wanted to be with better lighting. And, that, like, all the audio was, like... <laughs> On the show, because he dropped the video, but still the audio. He goes, whoa, 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 were you swatting flies? I'm like, I miss this guy. Why didn't he have Tim cut it in post? Oh, Tim, Tim's my guy. I, Tim's got an exclusive deal on my show. <laughs> Tim hasn't ever cut anything in post. Let's just be very clear. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply electrician here yet tim's on the payroll for a lot of different podcasts for various things various reasons all right paul take it away those are those are um interesting blinds that you i was going to comment on that as well on the dan shaney youtube live stream yeah they're we got them they're pretty new um one one thing that i wouldn't that i that i would pay for now that i thought was a little bit like bullshit when people have them oh i know what you're i think i know what you're gonna say 
Why? No, no, do it. You. You want me you. to tell you? What I think yeah. I'm doing it. And I, I wonder if there's a... I'm getting automatic blinds, motherfucker. Like how? Push the button and up and down go the blinds. Yeah, remote for blinds. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like I, Larry I, David. We should I should have did that. Yes, exactly. Like Larry, that's that was my inspiration originally. I was like, okay, I'm yes. Well, because my mother-in-law's got him, and I'm like, that's a little too much. We don't need that. No, do it. Yeah, that that I would absolutely do. You're working enough too. CBS Sports Radio shifts. You guys can spring for it. Well, for now. Once football season starts, I'm unemployed. Yeah, but the podcast numbers for you, I would assume during football season, would get a nice boost. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people watch my live stream against Cincinnati. <laughs> Tying sure yourself episode with Chuck has already broke numbers. Tying yourself to the Packers brand and to Aaron Rodgers as a topic is very good for business. Do you know how easy it is? You missed I, out on a lot of engagement through all those months of it's, bowing out of the Rogers talk. It's so easy to mix it up on Twitter if you just involve Aaron Rodgers. Like you, you just get a tweet to go so far, and it doesn't even have to be good if it just mentions Aaron Rodgers for for better or worse. It's Not that it's going to have nearly the engagement, but yeah, Grant, you sent one the other day. Your guy, your your boy Bakhtiari is really a funny guy these days. Like really, like it's a joke really teller. funny. Yeah, he is, and it's that dry, sarcastic sense of humor that guy has. We all love him. Oh, we do. How could you? Yeah. Oh. Hey, ask a question. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ask you a question now. You talked a lot about on what episode? What did it been? Well, I mean the Packers post game show, which I listened to after the fact. Um, and you talked a little bit about since then, but you know you bringing up this silly, but you know you never know idea of. What if Jordan Love is just like extraordinarily good and three Hall of Famers in a row and whatever else? So I just want to like level set a little bit. And ask guy, you remember what? I told you about did I tell you about the guy who called me? Uh, he does Fox Sports Radio and he wanted me on his show. And so he, I don't think I know the story. Well, he he, I did a hit on in Las Vegas and he heard it and he wanted me on his show. Cool. And so he called me and goes, "You're one of the only guys that keep it real." He goes, I think Jordan Love's going to be ass. I'm like, I never said that. He goes, oh, he's going to suck. I've, I've seen quarterbacks for 30 years. I, he, there's no, there's no, whatever. He had his, his breakdowns. He thinks Justin Fields is going to suck, but he likes Bryce Young. I said, I'll come on your show, but I don't, like, I think Jordan Love might be good. I don't know. I don't know how you can listen to me ever and, like, now think that I think that. I think Jordan. Love, I think Jordan Love is going to be good. Well, so me, who was it? Huh? Who was it? Some guy that does Fox Sports Radio. His name's Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. Yeah. Question Sorry, I have Paul. for you. <clears throat> no, it's okay. I want to understand what you think the most likely outcome is for a Jordan Love career. For a career. For a career. So, like. You know, if you're doing your, you have a little bit of give and take, like is there, he's going to be, so what I want to ask you is Jordan Love is going to be a league average quarterback throughout the duration of his career. Maybe in his first year as a starter, he's slightly less than that. Maybe at his peak, he's the ninth best. Um, but the, you know, like the four. Oh, here's the tiers. He could be Aaron Rodgers. Do, yeah, do your tier. MVP. 
Super Bowl, Hall of Famer. He could be um, Dak Prescott. That's kind of like my league, my league average example. Well, he, but Dak's better than average. Not by, but Dak. he's not. He's he can't get to the next level. Right. For career. Right. You could be Carson Wentz. That would where be you, where you see some really good stuff. Mm. I mean, Carson Wentz had some like there were times Carson Wentz was the best quarterback in football. Carson Wentz would have won an MVP if he didn't. One hundred percent. He was. He but was then he the sprinkled MVP around. Or he could be Mitch Trubisky, where he starts for a little bit and then just fucks around on different teams. So wait, let's go through those examples again. I mean, so like Rodgers, you know, like first ballot Hall of Fame. Prescott, just uh, just above a shade, I would say, above league average for his career. Carson Wentz type of career where he's going to shine really bright, but maybe be out of the league by 30. Trubisky where you're going to start for a couple of years, but probably settle into a highly paid backup. Okay. I mean, there's more categories than that, but let's just use those and say that yeah. the most likely of those outcomes, the one that you would honestly, truly Packers fandom aside, or to, to the extent that you can put it aside, but you would, yeah, he, he's going to have a Dak Prescott career. That would be what you would say is the most likely scenario for Jordan, um, mm-hmm. or mm-mm. so the the only problem is if he so like league Bernie average, guy, slightly above league. This average. Bernie guy goes uh, to me. He goes, "What if Jordan Love sucks? Are they going to give him another year?" Yes, I said. I said probably. He's like, "What? Why?" I said, "Well, they dragged him in the first round and let him sit on his ass for three years. They're, they're, they want him." It's not going to be like sunk cost fallacy, but they want to know if this works or not. They'll give him. I mean, if he is absolute, if he is like, he has to, he has to like, he has to like think that he's going the wrong way on the field. I mean, <laughs> for Jordan Love to not get another year, he needs to be about as dumb as you could ever be. Like not understand football. Jordan Love understands football. Look, there's a lot to be said about, how uncomfortable some of these guys look in preseason, preseason or not. Yep. Jordan Love doesn't look uncomfortable. We're talking about, you know, oh well, he missed the throw to Musgrave. If if we're if we're breaking down the one or two throws he missed, we're in a good spot. We're not we're not like there's we're we're already past the point of oh fuck, what have we done? We're not there. So we're at we're at like, okay, yeah, we can work on that, and that's where I think we should be. Now Rodgers came in, okay, against the Cowboys, and had this. We knew right then that Rodgers would be good. I don't know that the Eagles game counts like that for Jordan Love, but we still haven't seen him like really play yet. We'll we'll see him play. He'll get time if unless he flames out and the Packers really suck and say, oh, shit, I guess we're gonna take Caleb Williams or Drake May. Then I think that he's gonna be the quarterback here, he'll be good enough to get a new contract. So now you're looking at four or five years of Jordan love. So that puts you at the Carson Wentz realm. I think he'll make a pro bowl. If he's the Packers quarterback for five years, you'll make a pro bowl. Yeah. And then, uh, and then just the longevity of that. So I think that the Dak Prescott type of career where you're like, 
making playoffs and you're the fourth best, fifth best quarterback in the conference. And some games you play really well. And some games you're like, is he really the guy? I mean, that would be great. That's a, that would be good. Is yeah. Bad? You can win a Super Bowl with that. You totally can. Um, yeah, Grant, I, want, I obviously want to get your take, but if the Packers are disastrously bad, which I re- would, in the NFC North in particular, would be extremely shocked. if Even if they were like not that impressive, I still think they're going to win. If the Packers I, – I, where, where's your – Where's your floor for Packers wins? Your floor. Five, six wins. Okay. I was gonna put it at six. Yeah. I think I also could... think I think their ceiling is like nine, ten. I think their outcome their range of outcomes. Well, if Jordan Love gets hurt, remember Sean Clifford can just step right in. Bart, what's your floor? My floor for wins. Six. I'm at six as well. So they're not gonna be. I just pulled up like the top draft prospects for the 2024 class, which is loaded. Like, they're not going to have the worst record in the league, okay? They're not going to get Caleb Williams. Drake May is the fifth-rated prospect, according to this list. You know, like, even if they were in that type of – Michael – is it – what's the Washington quarterback's name? Penix Jr.? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the former IU guy. He transferred. He's the sixth-rated prospect. Like, even Jordan Travis from Florida State, the eighth-rated prospect in next year. What about our guy? What about TM? TM? Tanner Mordecai. Oh, how long do I have to scroll? Why are the Badgers? Why are, how come Bo, Bo Nix, quarterback, Oregon, eight, uh, 14th ranked. Badgers, Badgers are going to the playoff, fam. Okay. I don't, I don't think they are. Cameron Rising, Utah, 23rd. Oh, that seems like a guy that Horvat would just drool over. Sam Hartman, Notre Dame, 25th. There's someone Horvat actually drew. Oh, I forgot. Hartman went to Notre Dame. KJ Jefferson, Arkansas, 30th. Braylon Allen, 31st <clears throat> ranked oh. prospect. The Seahawks can draft him then. That'll be perfect. He'll be they would to- <laughs> He'll totally be their second round pick. Um, well, Paul, can I ask you a question based off this question? Sure. If you're thinking about the Packers and the idea of them being bad enough to draft a quarterback. Well, I mean, I'm not, but whoa, go whoa, ahead. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. What we're kicking around what that would look like. What yeah. other teams in the NFC are going to bottom out for a quarterback? Because I was looking at the league the other day, and I'm like, there's all of these teams have a, a certain floor. Like, the Giants might not be amazing, but they're not going to suck. Nobody and, and, is going to suck. No, well, there's it, very few teams that are going to suck, 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 you know? Well, why don't why don't we think that – you know, sorry, Toby. Like, why couldn't Washington just suck? Washington could suck, but they have a couple really good wide receivers, and they have some nice players. Yeah, on but Ron Rivera's already scared for his job. Yeah. Why? Why? Why wouldn't the Saints, Falcons, Buccaneers, because or Panthers suck? Those are perfect examples because the Saints are so obsessed with trying to stay five hundred. They're like, we're going to get Derek Carr, and we're going to trade up. Yeah, in but the draft to get this wide receiver. I'm not saying everyone's going to be good. I'm saying that a lot of these teams are going to be slightly below 500, but there aren't many teams, at least in the NFC, that are going to like go two and fifteen and be close to a, a first overall pick, except wait, for maybe wait, Arizona. Wait, wait, what? Quarterback. Hold on, though. What about the Cardinals? Could be awful. Mm-hmm. Cardinals. The, they will be bad. The Rams could be pretty bad. They're coached by Sean McVay. Yeah, they'll, they'll be okay. They'll win. They'll like be, and that's what I'm saying. 
they're not none of these teams are contending for a Super Bowl, but the Buccaneers, like the Buccaneers have a really solid roster. All all these teams are 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 mid to like slightly below average, but there's very few teams in the NFL that are going to win two games and then go for one of those top picks except like you said Arizona. I think maybe Vegas is another one, but now we're talking yeah. about the AFC, so that's a different conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think if there really was a bottom out, I mean, if you had to, if you had to right now, you had to put your money on the team that will have the worst NFC record. It's you putting all that money on the Cardinals, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very interested with what Tampa Bay does. Like, did they sell pieces at some point? If the, if that was a baseball team, they'd have a fire sale, right? We're but having a fire fire sale. <laughs> But that's not how football works. So I, I don't know. Look she at is such a country yeah. music lover. <laughs> that was on regular television programming, not cable, in the year 2002. I still can't believe that country is a word that we can say. Country. It's right in the word. Country music. What if countries that... were called fuck trees? We'd be like, we're saying fuck all the time. But no one cares that we say. I can't imagine we say anything on the rest of the podcast that tops that. I call I call them countries, just so you know. Oh, countries. That's how it's spelled. We live in a. We all live in, in a country. I just think that we're gonna exhaust all the Jordan love. Like what? What have we haven't even seen him play yet? We exhausted. We exhausted them all in April. That's when yeah. we exhausted all the Jordan love topics in April and May. By the way, I, if he's Dak Prescott, name if he comes in year one and is Dak Prescott, name me the quarterbacks in the NFC that you can say with a guarantee will be markedly better than him. Because there's not one. Yeah. Right. Hurt. I mean, it, it, it's Jalen Hurts. It's. Was that a nod, Bart? As in. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You what take... was a good take I had? A good take I had was. Um... What was that good thing I had? No, the Titans and the Vikings are Spider-Man meme. Yeah. And, like, there's – you know how many – you can never call Kirk Cousins one in a million because he's, like, one of eight in the same league he's in. He is Ryan yeah. Tannehill. He is Derek Carr. He is Mendoza. Whoever Mendoza was where they uh, created the Mendoza line, Kirk, Kirk yeah. Cousins has – he's – He's spawned his own tier of quarterbacks. Like then I'm meaning to do this. By the way, I, I know we're, I know where you keep using Dak Prescott as our example for Jordan Love, but like if Jordan Love had Kirk Cousins' career, well, people thought Kirk was better than Rodgers when they matched up in that playoff game. But like Kirk, Kirk Cousins, who's like 34 now, and and multiple times was you know got multiple guaranteed, fully guaranteed contracts. Thanks a lot, Minnesota Vikings management. I mean, I'm sure other players loved that, but the fact that that honor went to Kirk Cousins is pretty silly because um, NFL players don't get fully guaranteed contracts. Like, that would be a good outcome, right? Like, because Kirk Cousins – well, Bar, you, you have your quarterback tiers. Is Cousins – he's in the DAC tier, yeah? I know you don't like him, but he's in the DAC tier. Like, right, that's – Cousins is fine. Cousins – Dak Prescott, I don't know if you've ever heard this. Dak Prescott is Kirk Cousins with better – No, I have a new tier. It's called – it's called quarterbacks that won't win on their team, but would win if they were San Francisco 49ers. Mm. That's Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Well, no, Kirk, 
No, Derek Carr would blow it. Kirk's perfect for Kyle Shanahan. Shanny loves Kirk. Well, I think they should have made that trade. My other thing that I want to do is I want to put – I want to do – and this is going to take time, which I have a lot of, but then I just watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I want to do like – because I was talking about the Niners quarterback situation, and I said the Niners were dealt three hands of 10-9 suited okay they have trey lance sam darnold and uh brock purdy and so that those could be good hands you'd probably stay on that hand but you could end up with nothing or you could end up with like a royal flush like they they have different options so i wanted to be like what are what are teams being dealt like what are in cards you know mahomes is pocket rockets he's two aces that's what he's being dealt Jalen Hurts, you're you're dealing a guy in Ace King, same suit. So what are or two kings maybe? What's Jordan Love? You degenerate gambler, you. Jordan Love, I think would be like a like a Jack Seven. See, I'm just I I don't play poker. So I you got a Jack, you got a face card, and you can hit the straight. But okay, well, I'm not great at this analogy. Seven. It's Jack Seven. So you need an eight nine in the river. That seems like a long shot. That seems that doesn't. I don't feel a lot of confidence about Jordan Love. Okay, that. so Jack eight. Well, that's actually better. Weirdly, that doesn't seem like a big difference. But that, all right, yeah. Well, because then you can get the queen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think Jack's like the highest face card. Okay. So like, I think I think I could workshop this. I like it. I actually because this is a much better way of coming at the topic than what I was starting I got a with. Five hour show coming up on Saturday. I need to. I, I I hope to poker deck through an hour of it with this. Yeah, maybe I can do a segment on can you win a Super Bowl with the 49ers? and we just play the whole league and we we look at everyone's quarterback and decide whether or not they could win a title if they were on the Niners. Feel like what three quarters of the league maybe? Could Jordan think? Love? We don't even know, like, we're, we're, it's all a hypothesis. At least, like, if I say, could Daniel Jones, you instantly know. What I feel Jones... like Daniel Jones could. I feel like that'd be pretty. Yeah, because you know what he looks like. Yeah. He looked, I'll tell you what he looked like. Last time, I, last time I watched him win a football game, he looked like Steve Young playing against the Vikings in the wild. Yeah, that was awesome. Right? He looked unbelievable. But then the following week. Well, yeah. You'll have that on those, those. Bigger divisional round jobs. Yeah. You'll have that. I'm not sure we answered the question, but. Yeah, and you don't really need to. I mean, I, I guess I was just trying to feel out where, because you start, you know, and I know, I, like, I know why you're saying what you're saying. You're not saying Jordan Love will be the third in the trio of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I just kind of wanted to level set to see where your head was at in terms of your confidence level. And I wasn't exactly sure how to come at the topic to get that answer out of the two of you. Um, I don't know, Grant, where's your overall synopsis of where you're, how you're feeling about his projection as a career, like, you know, eight to 12 years, what, like, where's he going to net out? I feel like Dak is an interesting comp and maybe a better comp than Kirk because Dak has had a little bit more up and down in his career. We'll have a year. But but how many years did Kirk sit behind? I mean, I know like he kind of jumped in for RG three, but like he, was he a? How long was he a true backup? Just like a two. Just those. Let me look it up. 
You, you keep going. A year or two. Well, I don't know. I, I I just think Dak is probably a better example than Kirk because Dak has had great years and he's had down years where he's thrown more picks and and there has been an ebb and flow and up and down to, to Dak Prescott. And I don't think that's necessarily been the case with Kirk. And I think there will probably be an up and down with Jordan Love for however long he's a starter. But I'm I'm with Bart probably well, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. But again, in the NFC, that that gets you a that gets you quite a bit these days. It's not like yeah. there's a a stable of elite quarterbacks that the Packers and Jordan Love would be chasing. Well, and uh, yeah, so Kirk started one game as a rookie, three games in his second year and five in his third year. So a total of nine games in three seasons um, in his first three. So, but he was also 24 years old. Kirk was as a rookie and is Jordan Love 24 right now? I think. Um, That's a good question. You know what the, is the most important thing is um, getting these guys. He's, he's 24 right now, Jordan mm-hmm. Lovett. So he's the same age Kirk was as a rookie for context. Sorry, go ahead. Bro. I mean, it's, no, it's great to get on the field, but they also have to practice. Like, like say, coming up this winter when you can't get on the golf course, you still want to practice. And that's where Carl's Place comes in with these <laughs> golf simulators. Check out carloft.com backslash Bart, and they can help you build your golf room today. Oh, I had an I had a good night at the Steve last uh, to cover all that again. Good Wednesday, voice my was voice was shaky, but Saturday I came back. I walked through the press box door and I go, "Don's home furniture," and they're like, "He's back, baby!" <laughs> Welcome to Movie Phone. That would be my warm up every time. Welcome to Movie Phone. Why don't you just, just tell, tell me the name, the name of the movie, movie you want to you see? Like to see. <laughs> uh, that's Seinfeld. Paul never seen the show. No, nope. sorry. But you've seen Curb, though. That's that's yep. good enough. Yeah, good enough. All right. Um, any other Jordan Love thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had fun watching several him. Several thousand, but we can move on. All I right. had fun watching him. I'm excited to watch him again this week. That's where I stand, kind of. Zeke Elliott is a Patriot. Delvin Cook is a Jet. These, these running backs, once considered elite, now obviously just trying to get jobs, uh, I'm going to say it like this. Neither one will make any real impact on their new team. Neither will make any real impact. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Um, mm-mm. I think, I think there's going to be, like, some great Zeke days. Yeah. Like, well. Zeke, uh, like, he'll, he'll have a game where he rips off 80 yards and two scores. They're not going to ask him to do that much. Ramondre Stevenson is, I'm, you know, he's their guy. I'm surprised about that. Why are you surprised? He's good. <laughs> he's like, the Patriots do have an all-time team of guys that you start in daily fantasy that you're like, all right, it, you know, with what Tim would always do on his fantasy shows, it's Hunter Henry week. He's got a great matchup. The Chiefs are bad against tight ends. He's going to score, and then he does jack shit, and their backup, Chargers backup tight end at two touchdowns. Hunter Henry, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker. The Patriots, the Patriots are a team of guys where if you look at your fantasy roster in week nine and it's a bunch of those guys, you're boned. Yeah. Like if that's your dynasty you're fantasy, you're like, shit, I got to rebuild. Like the in years past, it's been Brandon LaFell and Ted Ginn, like players of that ilk. The Patriots oh, they're better than those guys. A whole roster of those guys. Ted Ginn. Well, Ginn was good at a point. 
There was one year, though, he played for Washington. Rod Gardner, he had a brief stint with Green Bay. He was a receiver. He got traded, like, every week in my league. (laughs) It's like he was a throw-in. I'll give you Rod Gardner, too. Oh, okay. throwing in the deal. I think um, the Jets, I, I I like that they're like, who's stopping the Jets? And it's like the Packers from two years ago and, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson. There should never be a graphic with Alan Lazar that says, who's stopping this team? <laughs> well, okay, so that's another thing. That Jets graphic came out, and I retweeted it, you know, some snarky remark. It was Rodgers and Garrett Wilson, Dalvin Cook, and Brees Hall. And they're like, this is the offense. It's like, first of all, I wish Rogers the best. And I'm not like angsty against the Jets. Maybe part of me wants to see them kind of crash and burn. I don't know that that's personal against Rogers. I just, it's fun watching a team with high expectations come up short. Like the Mets, it's been fun to watch them this year. And the Broncos last year, it's fun to watch a team bump flat on, flat on its face. Yeah. I'm not like necessarily anti-Jets. I am anti everyone acting like Aaron Rodgers is now in this incredible situation and he finally has support that he never had in Green Bay. Okay. The defense is good. The defense is better, I think, than than whatever the Packers have the last couple of years. But Rodgers has, as his number one wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. Devontae Adams is a way better number one. Garrett Wilson is a nice, exciting young player. We don't know if he can be a number one on a contending team. And you're telling me backfield of washed Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall coming off at ACL. And I know it's going to happen. Dalvin Cook, we're going to get to week two, and Dalvin Cook's going to bust off like a 55-yard run. He's washed. He's not that guy anymore. So yeah. let's not pretend like this situation, which is Garrett Wilson and old Dalvin Cook and ACL Brees Hall, is leagues better than Devontae Adams, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon, because it's not. It's, it's not. like the same team. Yep. I'd argue um, the, pa- the Packers are better. Jared Cook. Alan Lazard's on both. So what? I, I don't know. So is Randall Cobb for Randall Christ. Cobb's on both. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think Dalvin Cook is very. They're paying a ton of money for him. Dalvin Cook did really well for himself. What's his deal? Uh, how much of it's guaranteed? Uh, well, I don't know about seven that. or eight. Yeah, seven or eight. Seven I or eight guaranteed? I think quite a bit of it was. Well, it's money they don't have to give Rogers. He gave it back. Um. I think he'll. I think he'll be fine. Dalvin Cook will be fine. I weirdly think Zeke. I don't know. I think the Patriots know what they're doing still, despite what a lot of people think now. I'm a Zeke truther. That's why. Yeah. By the way, yeah. So the the uh, Dalvin Cook contract is seven million, but the guaranteed money, at least according to Spot Track, is not yet released. That makes. Oh, sense. Yeah, I, I just made up a number. I didn't know. And I agree. You're right. You're right about. You're right about seven. Um, I, I don't know. It's just a lot of money for Wash Dalvin Cook. And this version of the Jets has a, a much worse offensive line than the Packers did the last couple of years. And I got, I know I got Bodie in my mentions fighting with Paul Noonan about how they traded Adams away. Yeah, I realize Adams left later. I do. But they had two very legit runs at it with an offensive core that looks really similar to what the Jets have now. I think it's better than what the Jets have now. And that wasn't enough in a weaker conference. So who's stopping the Jets? I, I think a lot of teams. I think Robert Sala's stopping the Jets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a good take. I don't know. We'll see. And when it, their defensive coordinator on hard knocks is taking pot shots at the Patriots, who they haven't beaten like 15 years. I, <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little clown car-ish. You get, a, you get out ahead of yourself just a little bit. I think the Jets might be, but we'll see. Zeke got one year, $6 million with a $1 million signing bonus, which probably means – that's it. He got two million. 
no, Zeke got one year six million with oh, oh. with with one million signing bonus guaranteed. Oh. But that does not mean that anything beyond like the he might not get all six million. Dalvin Cook might not get all seven million. Um, I think these guys are totally washed. I think if they weren't names that we knew, like, and you just watched them without a jersey on and you couldn't see their face and you didn't recognize who they were, I think you'd say, oh, these guys are bad. Like, who, yeah. like, who are these two running backs? Like, they're third stringers. They're, they should be on NFL rosters, but you can't watch 2022 Ezekiel Elliott or Delvin Cook and say, like, I want that guy. Like well, if you didn't, they have names, they're big names and they were once both very good. They're not, they, they weren't. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying they're watching their 2023, you know, tape from their doing their workouts with their various teams, but man, they were so, so washed. Well, consider the offensive line Dallin Cook's going to be running behind now. You know, the Jets do not have a good offensive line. Like I, I don't know. I think he'll, he'll be there in, in, in the stead of Brees Hall until Brees Hall is back, but Brees Hall is coming back from a massive knee injury. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know. Dalvin Cook does not make the Jets a super team. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I saw that getting thrown around a lot the other day. And I'm like, okay. yeah, well, I think I remember like when Le'Veon Bell kind of started bouncing around teams a little bit and it was oh. like, every time you got him, it was like a big, it was like a headline, right? Oh, Le'Veon Bell. Like, it, it, Le'Ve, here's a good cop. Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs is a lot like Demarcus Cousins going to the Warriors in a way. I think it's wow. a little different, but in spirit, like very similar. Yeah, big name. Remember when he had Le'Ve a good Bell, night, Le'Ve and then the Bucks cut him in the locker room? No, before he could get to the locker room, I believe. It's a, it's yeah. about the people. I mean, the, the, these teams are made of people, as Aaron Rodgers once said. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. I want to ask you a Brewers question. Uh, yeah. this, this week, they MLB Pipeline redid its prospect list. Baseball America redid its, pipe, its pipeline prospect list. The Brewers have five of the top 54. You could say top five of the top 100, but it's five of the top 54 prospects. I saw one of those lists does like a point value. So like if you're the number one rated prospect, you're worth a hundred points. The second prospect is worth 99, et cetera, et cetera. And down the Brewers farm system had the second most cumulative total points among all of this. Now I'm going to just kind of give you some, I'm going to throw a bucket of cold water and I don't want this to like lean you in a certain direction. In 2017, they also had five top 100 prospects. Lewis Brinson, <laughs> Corey Ray, Aww. Keston Hira, my guy, Luis Ortiz, Excuse me? and Brandon Woodruff. Woody. So, um, so I'm not, I'm just trying to like this partially I'm saying that for my own self because I'm a prospect guy. Um, but sometimes they pan out, sometimes they don't. By the way, Freelick is one of those in the top five, one of the five of the top 54. He's already obviously a very good player. Um, 
the future of the Brewers, this prospect list has you feeling like whatever window this is, is obviously, I don't want to say infinite, but has a very, very long shelf life for the window. You're feeling extremely optimistic about what this next crop is going to bring in the very near future. Mm-hmm. For the or Charlotte mm-hmm. Brewers? Fuck off. That's not funny to joke about. I agree. I agree with Paul. Chuck had a great, like, and I told him right when he said it, this is what we would latch on. He goes, Brewers fans don't, like, you don't deserve, the Brewers don't deserve to be talking about, ever, ever be talking about moving. For the level of support they've gotten through shitty 40 years, you're gonna you're gonna reward those fans by saying, "Ah, oh, we might move if we can't update our plumbing." Fuck you. Good take. W. Great W. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. So you just said the prospects from 2017, which we were all. I don't know. See, I like. I get excited about prospects. Mm-hmm. I like to monitor their progress, and and you want to see them at the big league level because you want your big league team to do well. But I don't know that I've ever. I mean, like, the amount of t- there's there's a hundred people in their minor league system, and like we're excited about five of them, and one or two might hit. I just feel like digging into pro. I like, I feel like it's a waste of time. But the more, so obviously it's like it's people are excited that Tyler Black got called up to AAA. You should be excited about that. No, I'll be excited when Tyler Black comes here and then performs well for a month. Yeah, but the fact that he made it there as quickly as he did, performed at every level, the fact that he will eventually change his name to Seth Rollins, these are all really important things. Yeah, that's um, hard for me. What? I, I always think of Seth. I know. Uh, he was Grant, Tyler Black in Ring of Honor, Grant. Yeah, Grant and others. Yeah, oh. Seth Rollins, WWE Seth Rollins in the indies was Tyler Black. Before he became Seth Rollins, sounds like a porn name. I'm going to be honest. Which what? Which one? I, I, either. <laughs> I was saying Tyler Black more, but both, both do Seth Rollins and Tyler Black. Uh, very excited. Yes, very excited. Very excited because they have um, they have a glut of guys in the outfield right now. I've started to think at the end of this year they're probably going to evaluate Weimer, Mitchell. Freelick, and I think we Freelick just has some skills specific to him that this team and this club needs in the worst way. Like they mm-hmm. need a guy with good bat to ball skills somewhere in their lineup because God knows they don't have very many. So yeah. they're going to look at Freelick um, and Weimer and Mitchell and all these young outfielders, and then Churio's probably going to be in that discussion too. And then Yelich plays the outfield. They're going to have to decide who they really, really like. And I, I could see a world in which the one odd man out, let's say just for the case of this conversation is Joey Weimer. They say, all right, can we, can we take Joey Weimer and another prospect and find a, an equivalent third baseman or first baseman somewhere around the league? Yep. Right. But, another but, another but, franchise but, but, that has a glut of corner infielders and they need an outfielder. Right. But that could, but that could be Tyler Black. hundred percent. It could be, um, but you can't play all these prospects and they're not all going to be good. So if the Brewers get to the end of the year and they're trying to decide their outfield of the future, 
when with Mitchell coming back and with Freelick here to stay and with Churio, you assume having a spot at some point before too long, they're going to have too many guys. And I, I love depth. Depth is like you want extra players. You're allowed to have more than one good player at each. I position. want I want the Nashville Sounds to win the title every year. Well, that's it, as important to me. Led by led by, M- led by MVP Castanera. Yeah. Well, maybe that's where I like. Maybe that's what soiled me. Keston, because Keston was like going to be yeah. awesome. Can't miss. Can't mm-hmm. trade him in 18 for Manny Machado when this no. team was a game away, a couple runs away from the World Series. Him, him and Corbin Burns are my two untouchables. Yep. Well, you were You're right. You were, you were right about one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Grant, I would just say this about Joey Weimer. I just had to look it up because it's been a prevailing thought. He is um, – I wish I had all the stat overlay here. And I'm not a big batting average guy, but it's a stark enough contrast where I would say versus – uh, versus left-handed pitcher, he's a 305 average. Versus right-handed pitcher, 181. Yeah. So he, you know, Weimer might not be, <clears throat> and not, you know, you'd rather he was an everyday player or he had the <clears throat> ability as a hitter. And of course, he can change. Orlando Arcia, worst base, worst hitter in the league, two consecutive years. Now he's an all-star. Players evolve, players change, players get better. Um, but Weimer might be a guy that you start versus lefties, um, and and that's what he is. He's a big thumper against lefties. He comes in off the bench in a, in a pinch hitting situation, but that's kind of where it seems like he's trending right now is not, you know, once the Brewers have Jurio and Freelake and, and they're Garrett Mitchell's back, like Weimer's probably not, you know, a guy that starts or, every day. or the Brewers. They love Weimer in the clubhouse. They love his defense. They say, well, Let's trade Garrett Mitchell. Let's do it. Like, I mean, it doesn't even have to be Weimer. It was just for the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the sake of conversation. No, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But all the things you said about Weimer are are very true. Weimer is boiled down into a player. The problem with a lot of Brewers hitters the last 10 years, a lot of home runs, a lot of strikeouts, one-sided at the plate, can't really hit both sides. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, Weimer is is a lot more of the same. Um, and I, and I, I love Joey Weimer. Like, he could – be a part of this team for a long time. I'm just saying, I, th- I think they're they're going to come to a point where they have a lot of outfielders and they might decide they don't want to keep running Brian Anderson and fill in the blank, Rowdy Telez, Chris Carter, Adam Lind, Eric Thames at first Adam base. Lind, I forgot about Lind. Yeah. How do you forget about Adam Lind? Come on. Um, and they they trade for a, an equivalent <sighs> of Joey Weimer or someone like that, but it's a corner infielder instead of an outfielder. So I Okay, well, I just found some more advanced stats on Weimer just to kind of close the book on this. I'm a big weighted runs created plus guy. It's very easy. If you're 100, you're league average. The higher you go above 100, the better you are above the league average. How much you go below 100, you're worse. All these stats are like – That one is so easy. So let's not – It's like like introducing Celsius in a Fahrenheit world. Sure. If you Like we already know – We already – We know Fahrenheit our whole life. We know batting average our whole life. And then it's like, nah, let's do Celsius instead. Yeah, but it's nah, it, that let's would... do wins run created plus. It's very easy. If you're average, you're 100. If I'm 100, I'm the best. Or I'm one out of 10. The 100 problem... is the median? <laughs> the only problem with your analogy is that Fahrenheit then doesn't take into account that there are many different types of temperatures and that a single is not the same as a home run. I don't know how to do the analogy with weather. Um very fun. Anyway, Weimer is a 148, which is like MVP level hitting against lefties and 61 
against righties, which is Orlando Arcia circa 2018. So he's either he's either like how is that stat any different than batting average? Because it takes into account things beyond that a hit is a hit and that walks. But the the disparage the the discrepancy between righties and lefties that you just said was you said three something and then a hundred something. Yeah, when it's that, and that when was it's the stat that, that I got, and then now you just said this stat, which sounds. Bart's Bart's going to be the guy in a couple of years when his son brings home math homework. Bart's going to be sitting at the table saying, "Why did they change you, math? Math no, is math." You, you just yes. presented numbers. You created this new way to present numbers that say the same thing you just said. In this particular example, they are it's such a such a stark contrast between what was it? You know, the batting average and also the way to runs created plus. Bart, I'll make this very simple. Batting average says that walks are irrelevant. Says that a home run is worth the same as a single. It's very, 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 very flawed. In this example. It said ultimately the same thing, but it gave further context no, 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 to no, no, say. No no. no, 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 hold on. Okay, go ahead. You want to do this? Let's go. Batting average tells me when he's at the plate, how many times does he get a hit? But not how many times he gets on base, which is stupid. But I want to know how many times he gets a hit. Why? There's other ways on base. But I don't care about that in that particular instance. If I want to know how many times he gets on base, I'll look at on base percentage. But sometimes I want to know, well, how many times is he getting a hit? Okay. So why is that bad? Why can't you know how many times you're getting a hit? There's not there's nothing wrong with it. It should be one of the 30 things you look at. Yeah, you at. don't even like that it's one. I'm fine with it being one of the 30. 30. Jesus Christ. Like for you example, have more like, stats and you have roster spots. <laughs> fine. One of 26. We'll we'll make it as one of the 26. I I I still judge it. I think it should only be eye test. So all these stats anyway. <laughs> So like you know like Luisa Rye, former Twin, current Marlin, like amazing singles hitter, right? Like, and I would love Luis Luis Arai on the like he's a great contact hitter. Like, but you can't say well that that's the same as like if Joey Weimer averages a double or every fourth hit of Joey Weimer's is a home run. Anyway, why are we doing this? Um, <laughs> this is silliness. Anyway. Um, I prefer the eye test. I'm very, very eye test is also part of it. That was the um, Bart actually. When speaking of Chuck Friedman, um, he had the CFET. Remember the CFET? Yeah, Chuck Friedman eye test. CFET, the Chuck Friedman eye test. What about Jobermetrics? Jobermetrics. I, <laughs> I liked Jobermetrics. That was good. Yeah, he did Isn't a whole it? segment, didn't he? It didn't last long, did it? Yeah, like how many games the Brewers were supposed to win and did win versus supposed to win and lose and vice versa. I thought that was interesting. And now that lives on the Somebody I like I like to say he was Jover reacting. But then somebody <laughs> said that his Joveries were out of control. And I said, <laughs> guys, it's 2019. We can't be saying this shit. Sure. Joveries. Um, uh, uh mm-hmm, for me, give me all this Brewers farm system stuff. This is great. Um, I mean, that's not a difficult question. You're like, hey, listen to all these amazing prospects. You're excited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck yeah. But, I've been but, excited about awful Brewer teams. I'm a uh, yes, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, but but that, that that's why I had to at least like put it in there of like, here's the last time they had fun because it's yeah, more than likely 
like if two of those five were like pretty damn good, even like some like even like a nice shade above league average. I don't know. I don't know what the best outcome would be. Anyway, long story. Like two, two of them are probably going to fail pretty badly. Like two of them will that probably sucks. two of them will probably be in like the Lewis Brinson category. Like that's I don't know which two. Hopefully it's not Jackson Churio. It presumably won't be. But also, like, you can have five prospects in the top 54 all you want. And if all if four of the five fail miserably and one of them is Julio Rodriguez or Ronald Acuna Jr., that's a wonderful outcome. Like, four of them can fail miserably. And if Churio is Ronald Acuna Jr., you are set up beautifully. You know? Yeah. So, like, um, okay. Let's just hope they're all not Matt Gamble. All right. I know we're limited on time. Um Grant, I'm going to have you go first on this because you are my favorite guy to talk Damian Lillard with. Just kidding. I know you hate the Damian Lillard talk. Um, this James Hart, this, this Grant on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream, Dan Shaney uh, insurance runs. You're Grant intrigued. Has told quite a story there. <laughs> you're intrigued by this James Harden, Daryl Morey saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, get mm-hmm. No, I actually have something. I have something. I think this is what I said on last night's show. Everyone's dragging Daryl Morey now. Lied to his player. You know, Kyrie's coming after him. You know the crime that Daryl Morey committed? Daryl Morey committed the crime of giving Joel Embiid and James Harden an incredible opportunity last year to rewrite the book on their postseason failures. They had a they had a lead over the Celtics, and they blew it. And I'm sick and tired of how we villainize executives and coaches in professional sports when their players simply didn't get the job done. Suits, 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 suits. It's it's not It's not Daryl Morey's fault that James Harden and Joel Embiid pooped their pants in in the fourth quarter of game six and then again in game seven against the Celtics. I think Philly should trade Embiid. You've been on that you've been on that now for a few I think they should start over. I mean they they almost might as well at this point. They've not ever got out of the second round with them. But like, let, let me say it again. Daryl Morey is a liar. I will never be part of an organization that he's been a part of. Um, someone did the George, you know, when George Costanza wants, well, Paul, you don't, but Bart, you know, when George Costanza is trying to get the apartment and he's up against the, someone who was on the shipwreck. Oh, the, what's uh, that ship called? The, the Doria Finia, the Dorcia on yeah. Brady Street, the, the Andrea Doria. And yeah, he's Dorian, like sitting, Dorian Finney Smith. He's sitting, yeah, he's sitting at the table and it's like cutting in and out as he's telling all these stories from his life. And then my mom came in and found me treating my body like a playground and it's cutting in and out. And someone did that, but with all the Sixers off seasons over the years, it's like, and then they did trade James Butler. And then like <laughs> the next picture is, you know, like, and they drafted a third center in a row and then Ben Simmons forgot how to shoot. Like that's what the Simmons or the, really the Sixers decade of, of off seasons now has been. And it's funny, but don't put this on Daryl Morey. Like Daryl Morey built an awesome team last year. They were up against the Boston Celtics with a chance to close them out at home in six games and mm-hmm. Harden and Embiid blew it. And now I, I won't have Harden and Embiid turn around and, and now everyone wants to villainize the exec. Like Daryl Morey's kind of a knob, but he's also had James Harden's back his entire career. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought what you're going to say is the crime that Daryl Morey committed is that he like completely tethered his career to James Harden's career? Well, like, yeah, Harden is Maury's guy. I mean, picked him up in his private airplane after trading for him, 
And like, yeah. you know who he traded? You know who he traded for him? A guy who doesn't play basketball. That's who he. That's who he acquired James Harden for. Do we all and, forget and, Daryl Morey? And draft picks, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I suppose. Okay. I'm just saying. Dude, did one of you have to leave? I don't want to keep you. I got like five. We can wrap five. Minutes. Oh, I love it. Uh, uh, Bart, you you have five hours of national radio coming up. James Harden, Daryl. Well, Morey. I talked about James Harden. This happened on. Uh... <clears throat> oh, you hit this on national radio? No, 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 no. The, the him saying that didn't happen, but the trade request happened, so I talked about it, and I said. Why, why do we spend all this time wondering where James Harden's going to go? Why do we spend all this time wondering what team is James Harden going to be acquired by that will lose in the second round? <laughs> right. Like it, it's, it's Steph Curry. It's LeBron James. It's uh, Jokic. It's Giannis. These are the guys winning championships. And we spend all this time on, well, where's, where's Kyrie going to go? Where's, where's James Harden going to go? Where is James Harden going to go? Who can, James Harden is the kind of player that, is worth $50 million. Like he is, but no one wants to pay him that. Okay. Yeah, there's, that there's, okay. No, there's nowhere. There's nowhere for him to play. Nobody wants him. What, who, who is he going to make better? Who is he going to improve? And if he's, if you can say, oh, well, Chicago, maybe, you know, they, okay. So then what, they're going to be in the second round instead of the first, right. Make the playoffs instead of not James Harden's not going to win you a championship. And we're going to spend all this time wondering, well, where's Harden going to go? Where's Harden going to go? What's he going to do? What's he going to say? For a guy who perennially loses, but for, but for better and for worse, the NBA is built around some of like that. What you're saying is obviously the most relevant question: Will James Harden help you win? But there's a lot of player movement, and it's exciting. But we're doing it for these guys who yes. don't win anything. But I, I think I've mentioned this Durant before. Durant being the exception, but he won with the Warriors. There's but a connection I, there. Don't you think like these guys Durant signed the four year deal. He's with Brooklyn. Now he's a son. Yeah. This Harden is, opts into his player contract. Now he wants to, now he never wants to play there again. Damian Lillard signs. A, Damian Lillard signs a four year mega extension and asks to be traded, not just to be traded, but to be traded to a particular team when all he could, well, all he's going to ask for one and he's going to want out. He's never won anything. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, I don't know. We're, we spend so much time on, which which team like which team is going to be the Clippers? Who's going to acquire these superstars and then not do anything with them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. How many minutes on your respective shows this week will the Michael Ower story zero? None. None. I thought we already knew that that was all fake. By the way, I never, I never, I never, I never cared to see and never did see the movie. So I, I didn't I, either. But I thought he came out after. I was like, ah, fam, this ain't what my life was. Tim mm. McGraw would never do this. And also, and I'll say this again, I brought this up on the pod more than once. Tim McGraw is very underrated for his accomplishments in the field of acting. What and else was he in? What else was he in? Uh, the Yellowstone spinoff. He's excellent. He's in a couple that I, was he in Racing Stripes? No, that was, that was somebody else. He's in a lot of things. I don't know. It, it, Tim McGraw, he's a good actor. Hmm. Son of Tug McGraw. Yes. Philly's pitcher. Ah. Hmm. Well, that was an anticlimactic way to end. I wish we could have. Bart, what else? Bart, hit, hit us with like your, what are like non-Wisconsin stories that you have on your docket for your five hours? Oh, I shit a lot on the Angels for not trading Otani. That was actually one of my topics. ESPN put out an article. I feel like Grant has to leave. Grant, no. 
Well, I, just, I do, and I do, and within the next two minutes, yeah. I just checked my phone, and it's a million tweets from Bodie. He's fighting the world in my mentions right now. Not with me, I've never. I'll send this to you guys if you want to see it. If you want to use this as anything you talk about, Bart. But well, you and I can still talk like we did that's last fine. week. That's fine. But Otani, oh, you can quiz me on conferences. I listened to what you guys said after I left. I did not look anything up since you said that you want to quiz me on what team is in what conference for college football or whatever. I didn't look any up. I'm going to fail miserably. Pittsburgh. Um, hold on. ESP. I don't know. Big ACC. East. Big ACC. East is gone. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's a great start. Um, Otani's. They did like a whole statistical analysis. Otani's average annual value should be, he won't get this, but should be $76 million a year. Yeah, I was going to say 80. Yeah. At least two players in one. That's whether he's, he's worth, he's worth 37 million as a pitcher and 38 as a hitter. <clears throat> I do have to go. You guys right. keep cooking. You have we'll a nice wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. No, 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 we'll wrap it up with you gone. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Thank you for coming on as always. And do people know you're coming? Yeah, I am. I'm coming next week. I got my ticket. coming to the tailgate. Paul, you need to go. I know. I'm trying to see what I can do. It sounds like Paul's worst nightmare. No one. Yeah, it does. I love that you know that about me. All these people. I'm like, I'm oddly comforted by just the fact people. that in general, you could stop right there. Just all these people. It doesn't matter who the people are. Paul just, yeah. All right. I wanna, I wanna, all these lonely people where they, where do they all come from? That's the theme of my podcast. <laughs> Bye. Beatles drink. So yeah. what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to shit on the, I always shit on the angels. That's good. That's a good place to start. I do one segment, every show, every show where I basically just pull out the MLB standings. Okay. And just talk about baseball. Yeah. And I shit on the twins because okay. they had a clear path to the to the playoffs. And they're just like, nah, we, we know we suck. We we could add people, but we, we, for what? We're just going to go to the playoffs and get beaten round one. We suck. Well, okay. Okay. That's interesting. I shit on the Angels for not trading Otani. Yep. Uh, that's about it. You've, that's all you have planned for five hours. I don't have anything planned for five hours. I don't have anything planned. How much planning do you do for for that length of a show? For four hours, for five hours. So the problem is, I do a really good job mapping out a three hour show. Yeah. And then I like that last hour. I I need something to happen. Yeah, but you know what? Your nine o'clock hour on the radio show was usually your best hour. When I didn't give a shit. When yeah, when you had kind of said everything you had to say, so now you could kind of like be more free and just toss things around and yeah. What, what do you want? Hard yeah. to do that national. No, it is. And by the way, I saved a lot of those nine a.m. hours with trivia and Paul game, and so maybe I'm biased. Um, what do you say about the Yankees and their fourteen back? I mean, let me let me be your your like uh, producer or your co-host guy. Bart, Yankees are fourteen back, last place in the AL East. What are they doing? Yeah, the Yankees. There's a lot of like Yankee panic. They're just not winning as many games as the other teams. I don't think there's a problem with the Yankees. Yeah, well, they're only one game above five hundred. That's a problem. I know, but they're it's still they're they're fine. They're having a bad year. All right, I want to before I go. Then I'm going to go. I want to fail miserably your college foot your college. I'm going to do so I, – I, I just named the division that doesn't exist, so that's a great start. All right. I did this with uh, Chuck. We did five for frames. 
Oh, did you really on the Brewers one or on your uh, on mine? Okay. And I added some music from uh, Streamyard. Oh, I won't be able to hear it. Oh, maybe I can hear it. Okay. You can hear it. Yep, I hear it. Yeah, the only good one is rock. Yeah. All right, Paul. What conference for 2023? Okay. What conference is Missouri in? Mac. The Mac? (laughs) They're in the SEC. Are they really? Okay. What conference is Florida State in? Oh, I should know this one. ACC. Very good. Thank you. What conference is BYU in? Unaffiliated. They just joined the Big 12. Were they unaffiliated? They were independent. Independent? Yeah, okay. What conference is Maryland in? Big 10. There you go. Just testing. Yeah, I got that one. What conference is Iowa State in? (laughs) No idea. The Big 12. Big 12. Who's in the Big 12? How many can you name? (laughs) Iowa State. (laughs) Iowa State. Uh, I have no idea. Name me one other team in the Big 12. Kansas. Yes. What, about, what conference has Texas A&M? Oh, my gosh. Can you give me multiple choice? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Big 12, Big 10, ACC, or SEC? Big 12. No, they're in the SEC. Uh, SEC? Okay. That's good for them. Okay. I got a couple. <laughs> Not bad. It's a good, it's good, like, random background music, too. Yeah, it's okay. I'll use that going forward. That's uh, It's called rock. I, I like rock. Yeah. yeah, there's dance pop that I have. These are StreamYard that I, I think pay for. Yeah, that's good. Hi, Paul. What conference is Stanford? Okay, Pac-12. Pac-12 is where UCLA and USC left, correct? Yeah. Who's left in it? Oregon? Who's left in it? No. Who's left in it is Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. There's four teams? Arizona, Arizona State, Utah went to the Big 12, as did Colorado. Washington and Oregon are coming to the Big 10. So there's four teams left, and they got to decide what they want to do. If they're going to merge with somebody or try to... Like, they might merge with the conference that is San Diego State, Boise State, the Mountain West. Or, I don't know, because the Pac-5 gets an automatic bid into the – or the Pac-12 gets an automatic bid into the playoff. I, I don't know if legally they can just try to be a four-team conference, be around Robin, play each other every time, and then crown one of those. I don't know. I don't know the rules. Hmm. 
So wait, the how long has the Big East ceased to exist? 2013, it became a basketball-only conference. Okay, there so it's no basketball. Football. I mean, I, I do know basketball better than I know college football, so that makes sense. But Yeah. All right, buddy. All right, we'll seems see like, you. Seems like a good time to end it. Yeah, I'm going to fade out with some dance pop music. Oh, it's perfect. Bar Winkler Show is produced by Tim Shea. Guests today included Paul Emig and Grant Bill. Barwinkler.com does not exist, but barwinklershow.com is by Sunan Interactive. YouTube streaming is brought to you by Dan Cheney, Dan Cheney Insurance. Happy Place to have promo code BAR, 25% off all your orders. Fourgolfapparel.com, 10% off your orders. Omahasteaks.com, type in promo code BART for half off of the meat packages. Bar Winkler Show will be having a tailgate on August 23rd at the American Family Field Stadium. He will be in the Euchre Bar Winkler is a 39-year-old functioning alcoholic who tries to be a podcaster for a living. The content of this episode were entirely filmed in the state of Wisconsin. All right, this is the end credits post scene. Okay, so what do we what do we tease them with for Friday's show? I don't know. I don't got anybody booked. A good. Let's so let's see. How about we have Yoshi's being born? That's the post credit scene in the Mario movie. Did you show that to the kiddo? I saw the post credit scene where Yoshi's being born, or you can do the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles post credit scene where she says, "Bring me the Shredder." Shredder's not in Turtles. He's not in this one. He's te- teased as the big baddie for the second one. Who are the big bads in this one? Superfly, voiced by Ice Cube, Bebop, Rocksteady. Oh, I Ringo. love Bebop and Rocksteady. How about Kang or Craig? Krang is not in the first one. He will probably join Shredder. So Bebop, Rocksteady, uh, Leatherhead, Super Superfly is voiced by Ice Cube. He's the big baddie. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much. I could I could tease you, but yeah, there's, there's your tease. I, you. You can spoil the Turtles movie for me. I'll live. Um, some of those baddies become goodies. Bye.